that's an interesting point that you make because I feel like self-development could help guys have more and better sex. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, or, or it's the weird thing. I like, I, so some of my neighbors and friends listen and they're like, no offense, Josh, I love you, but two things. It's weird to hear your voice when I'm like, just like have my podcast on shuffle and then B, oh, that's interesting. it's weird to hear you talk about sex. And I'm just like, fair. I mean, interesting uh, back though, because it like, is. and that's why I don't get mad. What, go the ahead. culture, like, why is it weird for them to hear you talk about sex? You know, the, they're like, it's not weird if we were in person and we were like, you were like talking about dates or you told me like who you brought home, but that's like not really the stuff you talk about. Like, or it's like, he was like, you know what? I was like, I don't ever think about things like, like anal play or just like all this other stuff. And I was like, I'm sorry, you're a little vanilla and I make you uncomfortable, <laughs> but just live a little bit. Listen, I was like, I just like to try some shit. I can't say I don't like something for the I most part the without trying. That you had where you're just like, I'm going to own my shit. Like you're the one who's like uncomfortable that I don't have to 100%. do. That. I Listen, love that. The only time I was ever uncomfortable about the conversation I had Mm-hmm. wasn't even me having the conversation it was the fact that they played my conversation at work like my coworkers tried to be super supportive <laughs> and they were playing it at work and I was like this is not the time or, or the place to, to, it was to be supportive and not just yeah. totally mess with you okay because yeah. like they're like, like when I was explaining the show concept to them they're like oh yes um they're like I love this it's gonna be great like I can't wait to hear it uh-huh. And so I like, I told him, I was like, Hey, we're like in week two, we have a couple episodes. Some of the our coworkers have been on. Mm. And then like the first thing you hear out of my mouth is like, or yeah, they're like, I just, I like, I heard myself in the background and what were we talking about? I think we were talking about like, like sucking dick. And, um, mm. and then it was just like, I was very vivid in my description. Yeah. And I was like, mm. and so I was like, Hey, God, um, you can let's just pause and just like exit out <laughs> just like you know maybe on your drive home <laughs> or it's like but it's funny how people have this perception of you that you're not yeah. always aware of yeah and so people tell me this all the time like they have they have this massive perception of me just because yeah. I'm like professional about my business mm-hmm. and then they'll like listen to me talk or like after like they'll either drink with me or they'll listen to the okay. podcast and they're like who the fuck are you? I mean, this is another really good point because I get that reaction a little bit as well because it's almost like there's this idea that like you're either wholesome or you're sexual, but not yes, both. Exactly. Or you're either professional or sexual, but not both. And so it's like, yeah. what if we can be all of these things? I was like, like, I don't always have to wear a cape, you know? Right? Like you don't wear your work clothes to bed. You usually take those <laughs> off. So like when I strip down these layers, don't get surprised that there's something underneath. I mean, I love that. I mean, it's one of my favorite parts about my job. Like humans are like wonderfully complex, you know, it's like we can be all of these things and they can all go together. Oh, a hundred percent. percent. But it's, it's crazy. Like we know how complex people are, but we never really think about, like I say this about my major, but it applies here too. People think since I'm a linguist, I speak like a thousand different languages. I was like, that's not true. I was like, we're the mechanics. Like, I know how things work, but I don't, but I don't drive all these cars. Right. Um, and it's the same with people's like, I like, you think you understand like how complex people are, but then like, once you get behind the wheel, you're like, oh shit, like I forgot that I have to like 
shift gears or like yeah you know like all these other nuances and I was like yeah yeah people are different I know, and one, so one of the methods that I use with people is called internal family systems. And it, uh, the whole idea of it is that we have different parts. Right. And so you can kind of like talk to different parts. So you could have like your work part. And, you know, I often think with sex, there is sort of like you flip a switch and then you're like in more like hardcore sex part or something like that. It's like a different part of your mind or personality can kind of take over. So um, I think that people are less comfortable in general with the sexual parts as you're discussing with like coworkers and stuff but you know that's that's part of why I do the work I do too is because I think the more we can like not only face you know who we are as sexual beings right. but like explore it and accept it and befriend those parts of ourselves and enjoy it and experience pleasure and connect and not have to like put it you know in the dark basement corner of our psyche 100% like who was I asking this question to it was like one of my friends who isn't from the States and there was like, yeah, you guys are so weird. Like you guys are really like conservative about like weird stuff, but then you're like open and just like unapologetically you about other things. Yeah. They're like, you won't talk about sex or like sexuality is like very like taboo, like closed door, but then you'll like have like naked people everywhere, like on your TVs or like yeah, whatever. Such you, you yeah. And it's just like, yeah, you're right. Although I will say making something taboo also can make it more salacious and exciting. So it could be partially because it's taboo that's like, ooh, if we kind of like insinuate or hint at this, people will be like excited. You know, maybe we should make like sex ed taboo. And then like <laughs> so people will love it. I mean yes. it is. Our yeah. sex ed is so terrible. It's atrocious. I think that's how we yeah. started on this. It was like it was a conversation of like sex ed, and I was like, Okay. It's, a, it's appalling the lack of things we like teach people because I, I want to do an episode about this and I was like just like consistent like I <laughs> I'm sorry I was about to get very animate about this I have a lot of friends who like are starting to have kids or whatever mm-hmm. and so I talked to them about like sex ed or like what they like how they how they're gonna like talk about this with their kids or what they would want and when I talk about how I would revamp the system they like freak out at me they're like I don't want my child, my young child learning about sex or like bodies or all this other. And I was like, right. But why? Like, why? Yeah. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. They do. I was like, that they're more educated. Like, if something happens, they can actually tell you about it. Mm-hmm. Or like, they actually know how to treat people. So, right. Like, they're less likely to be assaulted or assault somebody else. Yeah. Right. I they think actually that's discover pleasure. Yeah. Right. Like, it's like consent can be taught so early. Yeah. I agree. And I was like, I feel like a lot of people don't consent encompasses a lot. And there are a lot of scenarios that you don't think about. And looking back on my life, I I'm so upset and kind of disgusted with myself and like other guys, Mm. not necessarily, I'm not going to say it's not our fault because it is, but there are a lot of things that we're not taught that we like need consent for and our behavior, just like, just like voids that like, it just, I feel bad about like 17 to like say 19 year old me. Cause I could admit this. I was a complete deviant. Like I was like, just awful. I was awful. I would not want that person to like date my kid. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and it's like, but, but I also feel bad because it wasn't intentional. Right. I was like, I'm, I didn't set up to be like, you know what? I'm going to violate your like human rights or like personal space. It's just like things that you're like taught or you see throughout our culture. And you just yes. internalize and think it's okay. But 
Absolutely. Like if you watch movies, you know, even like how do people start dating? How do people start kissing or having sex? And a lot right. of times it's just like a guy grabs a woman and all of a sudden kisses her and you're like, cool, that's what guys are supposed to do. It's exactly. like this is how we learn because right. it's not explicitly taught, you know, in schools or really, I mean, certainly my parents, my dad actually had more of a sex talk with me than my mom did. <laughs> like not much. Yeah. And and that's exactly my point. And so like, but sometimes when you're in those situations and then you do that thing, you don't think you do anything wrong. So you're A, you're not going to apologize. Right. B, right. you're not going to think anything of it and you're going to repeat the right. behavior. Right. But then you don't think about like the trauma or the effect it has on right. your partner or the woman involved. Right. Like there are friendships I had to like rework or I lost for quite a bit of time because I had like violated like their comfortability because I was displaying behavior that I didn't think was problematic. I thought that was just like typical or like acceptable behavior. Right. But I, I love that you're talking about this because I also think there's not a lot of safe spaces for men to explore this aspect of themselves. And there is, I agree. there can be shame and there can be like, who do I talk to about this? Like, how am I supposed to be? If, if this is not the way to do it, what is the way to do it? Right. You know? And that goes back to, like I said, the whole viewership thing with me having a mostly feminine uh base is because Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes guys believe that this is now taboo in a bad sense because we're never really given that space right to be expressive so like that fact that like I'm so openly expressive or like I bring up these Mm -hmm. points or we question things that are like fundamental right that have been uh, that are generational as well um right make some people like tune out or just like, you know what? I'm just not going to get involved in this. That's a bummer. Cause I, I hope that there's some, I know there's some guys listening. Hello to the guys. <laughs> I love you guys. Um, like all my bachelors out there who like want to take that step, who are curious. Thank and you. Then, yeah. And like Joshua, like you're, you're being a great example of that. So like, you know, knowing that like there are other men who care to become better humans and who care to become more conscious in terms of like, being a a lover sexual partner you know and that that's only going to benefit them you know like I I feel like that's the part I sometimes want to drive home and I'm like if guys would like check and make sure their partner's into it or you know hey is this okay you know or um or just directly ask for consent or ask someone like hey I really want to get you off like what works for you what's going to get us there when you're with a new partner um it's like that stuff goes a long way it does. And and this is like yeah. a, a challenge I bring up to the bachelorettes and the, um, who like listen is like, if you have a partner, like bring them in, let them sit and like, listen to talk about the episode, discuss it. Yes, ladies. Um, also create us, create that safe space, like be that safe space for your partner or for a guy, right. because if they are on this bubble cusp of like trying to evolve or expand their emotional intelligence, mm-hmm but then you shut it down or you demasculate them they're mm-hmm. going to be like well no thank you like i'm not subscribing to this magazine anymore <laughs> this is in my brain of thinking <laughs> we're going back to the old toxic way of living i'd love to talk about the emasculating thing cuz i i think that that one is interesting and i have found um i mean i'm generally heterosexual i think everyone's a little fluid but um but yeah like when i have brought things up to certain partners it's kind of been like a really bad reaction, like mm-hmm. where I'm just like, Hey, let's try this or let's try that. Or let's go to the sex toy store. 
and the reaction is kind of like whoa that's one of the reasons <laughs> i think i'm still single to this day is the bubble in which i exist is a little too conservative for me they're mm-hmm. not really ready and i was like hey what? time and place i'm in like ohio ohio yeah okay um yeah that is kind of interesting i think there's pockets of like pretty progressive people everywhere but like i randomly will find my people but yeah i definitely like i know my place in my friend group here and it's like i'm like the slutty flirt (laughs) like i own the title man whore that's what i am (laughs) and in 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 the context of my current environment i am the man whore of the area you crack me up but i mean words are so interesting right I try to choose them carefully and intentionally. Yeah. yeah, right. Sometimes it's fun to like lean into the drama a little bit, but like, yeah, yeah I mean, let's redefine some words out here. That's yeah, what I'm all about. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like, so I've I've thought of myself as a slutty prude or a prudish slut. Ooh, <laughs> honestly, those are the worst. I won't lie. It's like, it's like okay. Imagine this: like you, like you've you've written your Christmas list, you've given yeah. it to like your parents to mail to Santa, and then you mm-hmm. see a box and you picture like, oh my gosh, like I got this gift that I wanted, like on the yeah. outside, like it looks like it's the right shape. But then you peel, start to peel away, and be like, this, it socks. Like it was, it was a box of socks. <laughs> like that, <laughs> like that is utterly disappointing. Like I thought I was. Are you? I am not a box of socks. Listen, well, I, I hope not. I hope you're not socks. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so, oh, well, I, I take that back. As I get older, socks kind of rock because, especially for guys, I was like, we will wear down clothing until like it starts yeah. to have holes or like you, it doesn't yeah. cover what it's supposed to cover anymore. Yeah. I, okay. I now want to know if listeners are going to start referring to people in their lives as like sexual socks. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, like sexual socks usually has a different connotation for the, like the younger generation. Yeah totally different but yeah I think the metaphor is interesting about like oh is it sucks but I think when I when I say that that I'm like a slutty brooder prudish slut I think it actually pertains to what we were talking about before it's like I'm gonna have criteria you know and the criteria is gonna involve someone who's mindful of consent somebody Mm -hmm. who's respectful somebody who can communicate pretty openly about sex and not just like do stuff, but like use no words, right. you know? So it's like, it's a surprisingly small percent of the population of dudes. You're, you're not wrong. Yeah. Which is why I'm surprised I don't do better than I do. I right? do well, but like, I feel like my don't. stats should be like a lot higher. Yeah. Um, okay, well, okay guys. Um, you've now <laughs> sat here for a couple minutes and you've listened to us talk. And I've yet to bring the show in. So we're going to continue this conversation. But first, let's like do the thing we're here to do. Right. Hey, guys, it is Josh. And welcome back to the Not So Bad Bachelor Bad, your favorite podcast, where we try to balance between being raging dumpster fires and full functioning adults. So go ahead, grab your drink, cup of coffee, whatever time of day it is, and uh, enjoy the ride. Today, we have... Heather Shannon here. Um, Heather, tell me a little bit about you. Well, yeah, like, okay, as a human. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like connecting with other people. I'm like loving doing kind of the podcast guest thing. I think podcast guests are awesome because we like to, you know, our podcast hosts are awesome because we like to look at the big picture, right? And that's also kind of my jam. Um, and, and help people, 
you know, like, I mean, yeah, I have not started hosting a podcast yet, but yeah, if I just do a guest circuit, it's, I'm noticing the host, it's like, it's a labor of love. It's like, you guys are passionate about like getting a message out there. And I think that's super cool. Um, I'm also passionate about getting a message out there. And when, you know, when it comes to work, it's, it's like, I want people to be authentic in their sexuality and like really feel like they can embody that and feel free in doing that and not be censoring themselves or holding back in terms of like shame or stigma that's lingering um, and to celebrate, you know, their sexual diversity, like whatever it looks like that it doesn't have to look a certain way. So that's what I'm really passionate about. Well, I mean, we love that you love things. <laughs> now, there are, honestly, I can say this. There are a lot of people who aren't really passionate about anything. They're just like existing. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, not everybody can be a main, main character. <laughs> Despite contrary belief, you're not always the main character of your story. Right. Sometimes I'm the main character of your story or vice versa. You know, um, listen, we all have our roles. Just play mm-hmm. it to perfection, whatever that is. There you go. Hopping back into where we were, I, I, I like I said, I just I feel like there's a lot of room across a lot of different areas where everybody could kind of just level up. Oh yeah. Whether that's men like becoming more emotionally expressive and available uh-huh. to be better communicators yep. and to increase their pleasure. Also, the same could be said for women. Like one of my favorite things or the things I think that is most attractive when I'm with physically intimate with a person Mm -hmm. is them telling you what they want or consensually taking it. Sometimes you don't need to tell me with your mouth what you want. You just show me. Sure. Yeah. Um, And that that works for me. Um, Or like I said, if there's something that we're not doing that you're curious about or you want to try. Listen, I'm I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll, I say this, we all start out loving vanilla ice cream and then mm-hmm. we discover more flavors and they're like, mm-hmm. shit, vanilla, not my favorite no more. Right. I'm a big cotton candy guy. You know? <laughs> I, I, there's, there's, I love cotton candy ice cream. Sorry. Right. I'll or die like, on that hill. Yeah. We spend a lot of time circling that. So like, if you, if you're just now joining us, just go back earlier. You didn't miss anything. There wasn't a super long intro or anything it was actually quite good conversation and then what this like last little minute would make a lot more sense than just agree we yeah we kind better. of interrupted yeah. it with yeah. like an intro and then kind of finished yes. yeah um uh, no but um Lisa today today is going to be very interesting um I think we're just gonna kind of chat back and forth no real yeah. structure today's up uh, today's episode I think one thing that I'm definitely going to get the ball rolling with since we were kind of talking about this whole intimacy and emotional intelligence piece Mm -hmm. is what do you think is like one of the most common issues that people or couples that you work with um, have around intimacy? Cause I I feel like that's a, that's a super foundational building block in any relationship. Yeah. So one of the more common issues that people come to see sex therapists about is uh libidos either like low libido or like mismatched which is often like one person has a higher libido and the other one is low um but I'm kind of interested I've talked about that before in a few podcasts what I'm kind of interested in talking about is kind of like foreplay in the warm-up period and that's something I also see really commonly with people and I you know 
typically, and this might be more of just like a testosterone thing. So if you're someone who's predominantly testosterone, you might be somebody who's like ready to go real quick with sex. It's like, you know, I heard the analogy of like, it's a microwave oven versus like a regular oven. So like the microwaves, it's like, you just press go and then they're on and they're hot and they're cooking the food. And then, you know, the ovens might be people who are, you know, predominantly have estrogen hormones in their system. And, um, yeah, it's like, they're like, okay, cool. I'm starting to entertain the idea of sex or, you know, cooking the food in this analogy and I'll, I'll consider raising my temperature, but it's like a process, you know what I mean? And so I think a lot of times, um, guys or the people who are more testosterone dominant will kind of just go in there and be like rubbing the clit real hard or like, you know, Oh, okay. I'm gonna like make out and like shove my tongue down your throat all the way. <laughs> and like, and I think a lot of times, like, you know, women and femmes are kind of more like, Whoa, <laughs> like I just turned the oven on. <laughs> 100%. Like we're still preheating, but once again, I'm sorry, everything's going to go back to like that first 30 seconds with us we're not really taught like as guys or as a as a guy like mm-hmm. testosterone based being I can yeah. say we're never no nobody has that conversation with us um I can almost a hundred percent guarantee even though like kids are having sex and like being more physical early on mm-hmm. that most guys could not name more than two or three parts of the female anatomy mm-hmm by the age of I'll, I'll, I'll bring it to 18 17 18 mm-hmm. you know they're, yeah. they're, we we use this encompass term vagina but there are like a lot of parts yes. to the vagina um as we know or if you don't know you've been failing at listening to these episodes because <laughs> i avidly talk about this because why i guess i love vaginas um right just, but you're, I, you're right yeah. And I think a lot of sex educators and therapists out there are kind of like, Hey, there's this thing called the vulva. Yes. That's where the clitoris lives. And, you know, that includes the whole external part of the, you know, and that's important. It's important to know. And I, I mean, I will tell you, like, even after going through quote unquote sex school and becoming a certified sex therapist and like jumping through all these hoops, there's still things that I don't know that I'm learning from freaking social media. Yeah. And I'm like, why is this not taught? Like, I just learned there's something called clitoral adhesions. And I'm like, what? Is that like things for like people who've like had like issues with their like, oh wait, you said clitoral. I was thinking like labia. No, okay. Yeah. So it's like the clitoral, the clitoris could get kind of stuck in the hood. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Clitoral hood. So it's like, you know, I think it was like 23% of people that have a clitoris that present to like a sexual health clinic have this. So it's like wildly common. And I just found out about this. So I'm like, if I have not found out about this. Certainly people who haven't gone to sex school haven't found out about it, right? So yeah, I think there's just so much more education to be done. I also think, you know, there's more coverage of, of male anatomy. There's more research with male anatomy. I think we still have a way to go with, you know, female genitalia, but we're getting there. We're getting there. And I think that, you know, Right now, Josh, we're helping to spread the word. <laughs> Listen, one step at a time, okay? Yeah. We're, we're forming the human uh, the chain link, you know? Yeah. Like, you, you see, like, the picture of the people holding hands all across the world? That's us right now. We're, we're oh, forming that, that link. You're forming such that a link. Energy. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully that imagery does something for you, yes. Yeah. Um, and it forces you to hit the like button down below. Um, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that too, you know? 
leave a rating and leave or a review. review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did somebody say five stars? I don't know where that came from, but like, I'll take right. it. Right. I know? mean, it's the only review to leave. I am a star slut. Like, just give all of them to me. I don't care. <laughs> Steal them for your friend. Like, I don't do what you got to do. Give me my stars, people. Uh, honestly, like I do, I'm going to do a little plug for you here. I think like leaving the reviews is kind of like putting your money where your mouth is because that's going to help spread the word. That's going to help more people get these messages. So like, if you think more people need to hear this, then do that. That's true. Or if you don't want to hear this message alone, that's fine. You don't have to share it. You could also just bring a person in with you. Right. I, I count that, 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 that's putting your money where your mouth is. That's true. Mm-hmm. And hopefully this sparks a lot of conversation, even if it's not with me or like, you're not tagging or mentioning me. I don't, I mean, I kind of care, but I don't care for the most part because I just want people to start having these conversations. I tell people that even if they're not open and bold and like ready to tell the world about it, if you're having these conversations with yourself or with your immediate network or your partner, I think that in itself is massive. Right. Or just go Google female genitalia and look at like, what are all the parts? And and also you probably know this, but like the clitoris is not just the little nub that you see at the top of the vulva, right? The clitoris actually goes within the lips of the vulva as well. And kind of behind, there's this whole like network of nerves. And, you know, that was something I didn't learn until a few years ago either. So we have to be be intentional and like searching for this information because, you know, most well, of you even, listening are done with sex ed and it wasn't very good anyway. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like really sex ed is like what? Like a day, day and a half of like reading two pages in a textbook. It's entirely fear-based. The whole thing is like, you're going to get diseases. I mean, and this, I, I fell prey to like being super paranoid about sex. So I didn't have sex for the first time until kind of later. And it was because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be the one who gets pregnant. I'm going to be the one who gets an STI and like, it's going to be terrible and it's unsafe. And if a girl has sex too early, she's a slut and it's bad if you have any kind of religious upbringing. And so there's just so many messages. And so to find out like, oh, sex actually has benefits. This is sex true. Is, like healthy for you. It produces oxytocin, makes you happier. It supports your lymph system. What? Yes. I mean, like. Let's be honest. If you really sit down and write a pros and cons list about sex, right? There's going to be a lot more pros than cons. For sure. Not to like to knock anybody's upbringing or religion. That's not what I'm here about. Yeah. I'm just saying there are a lot of pros, and there's a lot of perspective. Okay, you can educate yourself without necessarily like violating any covenant that you may have. You know. Right. Um, right. Yeah. We'll do, I'll do the violating for you. You know, we will, yeah. we, I will get you all the videos, materials, books you need. Right. You don't have to do it. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here for you and to keep your soul safe. Right. And your genitalia. <laughs> and mostly your genitalia. I was saying about sexual authenticity. It's like, yeah, whether you decide to like wait till marriage or never have sex or whatever, you know, you can still educate yourself. You can That's still true. understand your sexuality better. You can still accept yourself. I think there was a study done in like 2018, 2019, where yeah. it showed that kids who actually had more like sexually progressive um, upbringings and were educated about sex waited longer to have sex or had like fewer like pregnancies and STIs. So really, that's and like, I like, I tried explaining that to like some of my friends who have kids or people who have kids right now and they get so stuck on it. But I was like, really, you're helping your kid. And you're probably going to reduce the amount of like teenage pregnancy going around right now by educating them. Kids do it because they're curious. Right. You know, 
And they're like, is it as bad as everybody says? It's like, no. I was like, it's great. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be honest. I was like, if you didn't have to lie to your kid because like you want to be like a good parent, like you'd say like, right. this stuff is like, like, why do you think me and your mom do it so much? Or <laughs> me and or me and so-and-so do it so much. It's, it's right. Pretty amazing. Right. When when ex even when it's not executed the right way, mm-hmm. it's still pretty good. Yeah, it depends. Um, yeah, how we define the right way or how um, far away the right way we are. But yeah. So here, here's what I'll say. I had this conversation. Um, I think I was at work the other day, and they're like, it went back to like men and women. They're like, would guys ever turn down like a blowjob or like sex or anything? And I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, probably not as often as like women might. But I was like, even I will say this. I was like, even a semi crappy blowjob is better than no blowjob that's <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna say it the consensus but I, I will also chime in here because one of the things I think that's like gender stereotypes is like men often feel like they can't say no to sex because they're like oh, uh, dude, yeah. I'm gonna like lose my man card like, if they'll I, like, question, no they'll, there's so many questions like yeah or then it's yeah. like an automatic insult to the woman if like you say, mm-hmm. notice, like, I was like, or, or, or the, the, the other person, it's, it's not operate within a binary here to the right. person. I was like, it's, it's not that like, sometimes I'm tired too. Okay. Right. Or maybe I was like, listen, I actually just came from the gym. I know I look good right now, but I, I feel a little <laughs> yucky. So let's, let's postpone. Right. Please. Thank you. Right. Whatever the reason is, like, I mean, I've had a few male clients over the years where they're like, well, I had sex with this girl. I didn't really want to, but I kind of felt like I had to, or I didn't feel like I could say no. And In it's there. like, yeah. you know yeah and I, so I feel like regardless of gender like anyone can say no and it's all good and that goes back to the whole pleasure thing is like because like sometimes I've been in that situation at least like twice mm-hmm. and it's like you're just going through the motions yeah and so I was like so that adds to the stereotype or the statistic that like women don't reach climax mm-hmm. because like I mean I really wasn't trying to, I was just trying to get it over with you know right it's like when you're like mom like asked you to like take out the trash or whatever you're like or like clean the house you like you really kind of just like go through the motions and like do the bare right. minimum because you don't want to do it right before yeah. this cuts I us totally off agree. oh yeah yeah we're gonna i'm gonna we're gonna hop back in here we're gonna take a short break guys we're gonna come okay. back we're just gonna keep talking about random sex things that we think yeah. are interesting <laughs> all right all right guys we are back still here with heather um while we were gone for that short little break, we decided that flirting isn't bad. And for those of you who thought about shaming me for my comment earlier, <laughs> saying that I'm a man whore, it's not going to work because I'm proud of who I am. And uh, I think it's just- reclaimed the word. Yes, I have. And it's not just for me. It's for you too, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm out here in these streets so that I can bring you a better quality of experience and sex. Because let's be honest, some of y'all are still eating vanilla cones or microwavable TV dinners when it comes to... vanilla cones are fine if you're loving it. Well, if the vanilla cones are fine if you're like, if you're, if you're 12, let's be honest. (laughs) By the time you've exited adolescence, you you at least need some like sprinkles, you know, chocolate dip, (laughs) something, a cake cone. Like I just, (laughs) I said it. Yes, I'm, I'm judging you. Yeah, it's funny because I mean, like, since I'm like a coach and therapist, I like don't really do the the judging thing. But Josh is allowed to judge you guys, so it's different. Here is my brand of coaching. Yeah. Um, 
like some coaches, you know, they're like, Hey, we'll just work on the fundamentals and then I'll build you up. Or then you have that one coach who's always like screaming, like in your ass, asking you to dig deeper. Mm. That's my brand. I was like, listen, tough love. That's what I'm here for. Right. Um, I'm calling it how I see it. Okay. I don't, I don't want to give you, we don't do participation trophies here. (laughs) If you didn't understand the assignment, you're not going to pass. Like you this know, is I'm, your not sex start life, you. everyone. Yeah. Like, I'm hard yeah. on you because I want you to orgasm. Right. And feel comfortable doing so. And you know, and I will say, because this came up with two of my clients this week. Um, they were both women, and they're kind of like, it's not all about the orgasm for me. Sometimes the best sex, it was because the energy felt so erotic or because the connection was really, really there and it felt so close and intimate. And maybe an orgasm didn't happen. But it was still like really exciting for them. So I think that's even interesting to explore. Like people, some people really value the orgasm. They're like, hey, that's what keeps me coming back. And other people, it's about something else. Well, and I, and I can I can see that and agree. Um, and when I say like, I want you to orgasm, it's because I, I want, I do want to decrease the, the orgasm gap that is Love prevalent that. in our society. 100%. But I agree. Um, there are so many times like um like good old-fashioned makeout session sometimes does it for me still like it's passionate it's erotic Mm -hmm. and I'm still experiencing some of that like chemical release like Mm -hmm. so I understand it and we're not saying like it has to be this whole big production sometimes it is the little things Mm -hmm. Uh, especially depending on like your love language yeah or where you are in your relationship you know very true if just think about this if the very best moment of your intimate relationship or connection with somebody was your first moment like where are you gonna go Hmm. I would prefer it and that's why I say I'm a slow burner because I really want to I want to get my kindling together I want to build like the wooden teepee Mm -hmm. Um, I want to make sure this fire can like sustain build and like get really hot yeah because I don't I don't need a firecracker that was like it lit really fast it blew up really fast it looked pretty for two seconds your analogies are hilarious by like by the end of this conversation I won't tell you the I can't tell you the pattern that the firecracker like exploded and when you're saying this are you talking about like a one encounter or are you talking about like the duration of a relationship kind of um I feel like fireworks are like encounters Mm -hmm. but like a nice bonfire Mm -hmm. that's um like durative I don't know like to me like a bonfire is very symbolic of your relationship yeah like you were talking about the microwave and the oven like I feel like a healthy relationship is a bonfire oh I kind of like that thank you you know like it doesn't only provide warmth we can make marshmallows we can do shadow puppets okay activates multiple of our senses okay because I'm just not it's triggered it's gonna like create memories I'll be able to smell this so like even after we leave (laughs) Like you'll still smell me, like the analogy for me. And I mean, I like what you're saying that like there's some effort that goes into maintaining a bonfire too. Like you can sit back, enjoy it at times, but there's also like I'm gonna go get the kindling, like you said, or I'm gonna kind of fan the flames. Gotta put another log on. Right. Relationships are work. If you don't think so, well, you're wrong. Um, work's not a bad thing. People think that's a bad word. It's not. Work is not a bad word agree with you and I think attraction and chemistry can also involve some some work and you know right. some care you know some nurturing because I th- think we sometimes feel like it's either there or it's not but it's like 
are you putting your best foot forward? Are you still flirting? Are you doing the love languages? Are you building sexual tension? Are you learning how your partner likes sex initiated and like how to like hint or do innuendos or flirt in a way that gets their mind engaged? Like there's so much within our control that we can do to fan that flame. And then like you said, that almost ties back into earlier when you were talking about like foreplay and stuff. Yeah, flirting. Um, I think those are very fundamental and crucial aspects to any type of relationship, whether it's like meant to be like a one off Mm -hmm. or it's with your forever person, your twin flame. Right. Oh, that's Um, okay. (laughs) See, once again, ladies, why don't you love me more? Okay. I am cute. Somebody date me. Maybe, okay, this is actually going to be a good question because, so I am also single and sometimes I'm like, I should have a podcast called The Single Sex Therapist. <laughs> well, I mean, we are we are currently looking for a co-host. So, I mean, okay, good if, to you know. ever, if you ever just want like a little like part-time reoccurring like role. Yeah, okay, good to know. Thank you. So, but, so I think it's interesting though, like dating, did you say you do coaching? You do sex coaching? I do, so- um. So I do, I do relationship coaching. Okay. Um, I realized this um, today is like, we don't really have a name. We just encompassed it into like the podcast. Okay. But I think, I think we're, we decided to, by we, I mean myself and my inner demons. Um, yeah. We decided to call us, we were like the effect of bachelor coaching. Um, and that's because that's the name of our premier um, mastermind that we offered um, oh, nice. for, for people. And the whole goal of it, like I said, I started this show as a premise to say, it's not you, it's me. Sometimes people, sometimes like you, I, I came to that realization in my, like one of my relationships where I realized I was the problem, mm-hmm. but something I was doing wasn't effective or productive in maintaining um, lasting relationships. Mm. And so this program that we have, um, it's, a, it's, there are two versions. There's a three month version and six month version. Okay. Um, and it's designed to help raise your emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. um, your communication skills. We do a lot of self-reflection. We even help you update your wardrobe if okay. that might be an issue that you have. It's a whole like kind of like. It's like all the things you learned going mm-hmm. through that. Yeah. Now you others. But okay. So here's where I'm curious though. Okay, like, do you, and I'm curious if this is maybe a difference in gender too. So like for me being a single sex therapist, like. I don't put that I'm a sex therapist on my dating profiles. I often just say I'm a therapist at the beginning because once I put it out there that I'm a sex therapist, I get like some very interesting reactions. So there's some guys that then only want to talk to me about sex and hear like salacious stories. And all of a sudden, like all other aspects of my personality have gone away. Or there's like very sweet guys who actually react okay to it, but then they're kind of like intimidated by the fact that I'm a sex therapist. 100%. And so I think, actually, this is really funny. So when I applied to the sexual health certificate program at University of Michigan, my essay was like, I'm now confident enough to become a sex therapist, even though I'm single, it's already hard enough dating as a therapist because people think you're analyzing them all the time. Now I'm going to go ahead and date as a sex therapist. So that was the topic of my essay. So I'm curious, you being a single guy and doing the kind of sex coaching and education stuff, like do you feel like that's an asset for you as a guy or do you feel like people get intimidated by it still? So like you, I don't mention it at the start mm-hmm. of relationships, but however, people like, like, why can't we like hang out more during the week or like they see how busy my schedule is. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't mind. Sometimes I will have like somebody I'm seeing here while I record, okay. but then like 
they like or they'll listen and I was like I was like I don't think you should listen but I can't stop you um and once they start listening and I'm but I'm kind of used to it I'm used to being exoticized um yes that's exactly yeah. what it is it makes me feel a little better that it happens to guys too sorry 100 so <laughs> so the first time this ever happened I lived in a farm town and there mm-hmm. weren't a lot of chocolatey people mm-hmm. uh, and so like people were like I was like the first for them okay and they were just like I'm like, like what's it like like it was taboo um and I'm just like I mean like when I'm younger like once again guys who are really tough it's hard it's hard to say no uh so you're like sure like whatever like I am Right. I'm always up for it. <clears throat> but it's not the case. It's like one time I realized when somebody told me, they're like, hey, being with you was fun, but mm-hmm. it was never going to last. That didn't sit well with me. I was like, that, I'm not really an emotional person. Yeah. <laughs> but that one landed. I was like, mm. uh, uh, oh, like, it, it, yeah. That was the first time I really felt emotion around like or insecurity with my dating life or. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like, well, like, what do you mean? Like, what about me isn't good enough to take home to the parents or. Right. Well, that's another good point, right? If someone's really sexual, does that mean, right? They're not relationship material. Like we got to get past that. There's so many layers, so many components to it. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I just had this happen once they learn, like once I really got into the sex space, now it's, they always want me to try something new or like teach them something not even try something new they want me to teach them something new and I think that might be a gender difference yeah because I feel like you being the the male in the relationship women are it's more comfortable maybe for a woman a guy to be a teacher or a woman to ask but I think for me guys feel like they're supposed to know all the things and so they're like oh if she knows some things that I don't know that's like uh uh-oh now we're upside down and like that's bad like, I hope I know enough, you know, and I guess I want to clear that up. Like, you don't need to have had like more partners than me. You don't need to have like read more about sex. You don't need to have like studied it or like had all these like crazy experiences, but just like show up and be you and be confident in that, you know, that's it. hundred percent. Or one of the things I loved, cause like, I wasn't always the pro in my relationship mm-hmm. when I was like the rookie, the beginner, and I was being shown, I love that. Like, I, sometimes I like probably open-minded and you're really curious you know which I think yeah. by the way everyone are good qualities when it comes to sex 100 yeah. percent um ask questions you don't have to raise your hand guys the only time <laughs> you should be raising your hand during sex is like if you're like about to give somebody a spanking or you're like undressing yeah. <laughs> you're right um like I said, you don't know what you don't like, or like you don't know what you don't know until you're present in the situation. Mm-hmm. So I've had partners ask me if they can perform things on me. I've done the same. And right. then we've asked if we could try new things out together. Yeah. Well, that's really healthy. And yeah, like if, you, if you're worried that there's a experience differential or gap, it's, and this is something I do with my clients. We have, I ask them to write down a yes, no, maybe list. Mm-hmm. And it's things that they're Love comfortable that. or curious about mm-hmm. that they want to do with their partner or just physically. Mm-hmm. Um, that way you guys can go over this. And it's it also like it's a part of foreplay um, because you're yeah. like you're learning about your, each other. You're seeing where yeah. each other's at. It's engaging you're, your mind. That's exactly. that mental foreplay. Yeah. hundred percent. And then you could kind of see like where you guys are at on paper. And it, mm-hmm. and it kind of I, I, and I tell them, hey, 
once you guys get done with your list, kind of form it into like a Venn diagram. So everything that's in the middle, that's like a maybe, those are things that you should really try. That way it just deepens your bond and it's a new experience that you guys have together rather than something comparative that you've done with somebody else. I couldn't agree with you more. And I want to echo that. Just like if something's on your maybe list, like pick one thing from your maybe list and try it, you know, like, and the analogy I've been saying lately is like, you know, if you are a couple and especially if you've been together a long time, it's like, if you're the couple that's like, we're going to try 20 new things, guess what? 10 of them probably aren't going to work. It it might be kind of awkward. It might not be super sexy, but then you're going to have 10 things that you didn't used to have that do work and were super hot that now are part of your arsenal. And on the other side of that is like, you also now have 10 things that when somebody asks you, are you into this? Or you know that you're not into. So when you, if you have another partner, that's a conversation or something you can avoid out of the gate because you already know. Right. Right. And even if you don't, like you just know yourself that much better and there's, you know, satisfaction in that too. So, um, but yeah, I look at it like, you know, we have to keep trying new things or we just kind of stagnate. Nobody likes still water, you know, get that film on top. It's yucky. The other piece, can I add one more piece about that? Like, I feel like we also need to create the safety and the relationship emotionally to be vulnerable because it is vulnerable to try a new thing where you're like am I gonna look weird is this gonna be uncomfortable am I gonna feel like an idiot you know and so like all these kind of vulnerable like insecure feelings can come up when we're trying something new but if you're with someone that you know that person's not going anywhere like you know they have your back you know they already think you're great and same you know the other way around then then there's that safety to try that stuff and it's not really as much of like a threat to the relationship yeah, 100% um also I'm gonna like I think this is relevant to the whole sex talk and this is probably the last chance I'll get to say this <laughs> while we're still present okay. um this this episode won't air okay but guys it's still masturbation may while we're recording this yeah so we're, let's talk about some masturbation okay like, that's a good idea I feel like we don't get to talk about this enough and it's very relative and connected to sex so like for you guys who were like well that's completely different why are we talking about this it's not. If you didn't know that masturbation and sex were tied hand in hand, finger in finger, then that's probably why you're not having. Yeah. I mean, sometimes sex. masturbation is called solo sex. It's just a different type of sex. Hundred percent. Right. I say it's the. I say it's the practice run before you know, like before game day. <laughs> I would actually like to give it more status than that because, yeah, it could be like practice in the sense that you learn some things that then help in sex. But mm-hmm. also a lot of people have their strongest, best orgasms masturbating. hundred percent. Like, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, like you, you set records, but you know, I think like, you set records. You, you, well, you do like, so I think one of the longest like sexual experiences I've, I've had was by myself. Yeah. I think the most I've ever explored mm-hmm. was by myself. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Right. Yeah. So like, that's yeah. significant. Like, it's not just like an afterthought or whatever. And I also want to say about masturbation, like, don't be intimidated if your partner masturbates, like it's super healthy and it is a different thing than partnered sex, Yes, you know, and and it doesn't have to be a threat to your partnered sex at all. It can be helpful. So when I was younger, there's a lot of pressure on men for duration, Mm -hmm. which I, I, I really want to break apart and like, just hopefully that can leave us one day yeah hey everybody's different so like you yeah. don't have to like you don't have to have sex for an hour to potentially get yeah. your partner where do they need way to be. more foreplay 
and then put way less pressure on intercourse. That's my like advice for the day. If you preheat the oven to a higher temperature, the right? food don't got to cook as long. Right? You know, like sound effect. <laughs> like masturbation is a chance for us to get to know ourselves Mm-hmm. Um, things we're into. So when I'm with a new partner, I do this with almost every partner. I love mutual masturbation. Mm-hmm. So if maybe you guys aren't ready to be physical with each other, I think this yeah. is still a great way to bond, have mm-hmm. some eroticism yep. and get to know your partner because 100%. you see a hundred percent. Now, now if, if you're, if somebody says they got pregnant from this or they call something, <laughs> they lying. They are lying and you need to tell them, do not pass go. They don't get to collect $200 or child support alimony. No, that's not how that works. Um, Because you guys are, you're so, like I said, it's still masturbation. You're still solo by yourself. I like to do it usually like where we can see each other. Like, so either across the bed, across the room, because sometimes that space uh, adds tension. It makes it like voyeurism to it. And it's also practice uh, if you ever like have to enter into an LDR, because if you like, if you if, like mutual masturbation, what LDR? Like, long distance relationship. Oh yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So like, if you, you have to do phone sex, you guys kind of know how, like how to go, how to perform because you yep. mutual masturbation. Right. And it's interesting because yeah, it could be something you do like before you ever have intercourse with someone, but then some people are totally fine having intercourse, but like so uncomfortable if their partner's like watching them with mutual masturbation. So for some people, I think it feels like more vulnerable, which 100%. is really interesting. Yeah. Also, one thing I've, I've known is like that you can, people get off a bunch of different ways. Yeah. Um, but I think it's funny is sometimes the way you feel connection or release or mm-hmm. climax with your partner is different than when you're solo. So when totally. they're watching you do it by yourself, they're like, I didn't even know you were into that or like, is that really what you, does that feel good? That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the ways I like started to learn about the clitoris is like, like, I was like, I was like, I mean, like, I thought it was just like, like you're going mud in or like, you just, you're just trying to like, I don't know. Like you're just trying to go deep and like, like penetration's a myth. It's not a myth, but it's kind of a myth. Like everybody thinks like that's the key to success. No, it's not. No. A lot of stimulation other places. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I mean, in the, there's a book called Clitorate by Lori Mintz that's really good. And it kind of explores that whole idea that like most women don't orgasm from penetration alone, like maybe right. penetration combined with clitoral stimulation or just clitoral stimulation. So, you know, in the statistics, you mentioned the orgasm gap is that, you know, when two women are having sex, they're more likely to have an orgasm than when a woman's having sex with a man. And they think part of the reason might be because there's more emphasis on clitoral stimulation, less on penetration and the duration per experience tends to be a little bit longer. So those are, so some of, those are some of the key factors that people can start working on. Yeah, so you're, you're here and here from the pro. Okay. <laughs> Let's. I, I know it feels, I know, why don't, I don't, I do that all the time. I look over there. Like, okay. So do you know, like in TV shows, like, especially the office where they look over at the camera and like, they just like shrug or like yeah. interact. I yeah. do that in real life. And it's a bad habit from when I'm That's recording. So because, like, like, I'm imaginary friend. It's fine. I'll like look over there. And they're like, who are you looking at? And I was like, I don't know. There's not even a camera over there. So it's like, you can't even see the actual face I'm making. But I feel like there's <laughs> person or symbolic person there that you're talking to a couple more drinks there might be I don't know <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're pretty early for me we're, we've only halfway through one today okay can I also just say 
dudes or people who touch clits in general be gentle <laughs> okay yeah yeah okay so i i heard that today today yeah. or yesterday um and we I, I i even still to this day didn't really think about it so sometimes like even though you try to be you try to stimulate the clit more or like the whole region the whole vulva more yeah sometimes you're, you're just very firm or you think that like right uh, a lot of pressure is good and sometimes it is we're not saying that's bad but body's different yeah that's true but like I, I I learned that sometimes you have to not only start slow but you yep. have to start soft as well yep um so give them time to kind of like loosen up relax yeah it's part of preheating the oven I think it's like yeah. preheat the clit too I mean yeah <laughs> I just multi-step okay right you guys don't know how to drive stick shift yeah I don't I don't I don't even know where I was going with that one to be honest uh, sometimes I just start firing out analogies with like no thought in mind <laughs> but yeah <laughs> then, a lot of guys are starting to catch on they're like ooh, the clip is kind of where it's at like I yeah. feel like that's kind of catching on which is exciting this is good that's but also yeah, a thing for be... sorry I just, okay. it's also just not with like fingers that's also with your mouth too yeah that's where that came from that's where my head yes right um, and you could just do like really light touches or really light tongue flicks and I feel like yeah. you can always get firmer yeah. with the touches but you're not going to mess up if you start super gentle and then you can always like increase as you go right yes yeah. there we go guys you know take take your time it's it's not going anywhere yeah, I mean that okay that's another great tip right because I think there's also this idea that you have to be kind of like a jackrabbit or something with with penetration or you know with fingering or whatever or that it's like okay it's this fast frenzied thing which it can be and that that can be great too but slow can also be really appealing to, especially to a lot of women I think and so and here's one thing I do, I do have with like a couple of my partners because like they always go back to like the jackrabbit um, there's yeah. never enough time or like the what the, the jackhammer situation mm-hmm. and they're like they ask if guys do that intentional the answer is partly yes but sometimes it's more primal because mm-hmm. like sometimes like once the unit has entered I'm not gonna lie like your your your, your chromosomes definitely take effect yeah like, interesting so, okay something within you or at least within me I'm only gonna speak for myself here yeah like for wakes you know. up and it's like oh I know what to do now I know I know where we need to go yeah um and it, it didn't really hit me until I started thinking about it but I was like like we were designed to like procreate it hit me like what that like instinctual thing is it's like I'm trying to like get you pregnant interesting even even when like I don't want to get even if I don't want to get you pregnant we're right. like we're not trying anything like your right. body was like we've entered that we, makes a lot of sense Josh I'm not just a pretty face y'all sometimes <laughs> I mean I am a pretty face but there's more to me right okay yeah. Um, so it's, it's like, yeah, your body's like, okay, we gotta, we gotta get the sperm ready. We gotta get ready to like to head to the gate, let them out. They gotta mm-hmm. get that egg. We gotta like fertilize that thing. And then we gotta mm-hmm. keep the species going. When yeah. really you're like, no, I just wanted some afternoon delight. Like I, right. or I was like, I was like, this is like, this is a, like, I'm on spring break. I'm probably not going to see them if, like after these two days. Right. And that's like, that just goes to like the conscious and subconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, whether we know it or not, I was like, that's why I think I think that's why they say it only takes one time to get somebody pregnant because your body's like, <laughs> listen, every time we do this, I am trying to get I am trying to get somebody pregnant, or like even for the woman's like we're trying to receive, right? You know, I'm, right. 
it's this is a really good point with sex because it's like we mostly live you know at least more so with like our frontal lobe that's like very conscious and like making intentional decisions and you know and then enter sex and it's like our you know reptile brain or lizard brain is kind of like taken over to some degree and we're just we are kind of biologically programmed in some ways that's true and you can't you can't resist it so this is another thing like guys always know when they're about to finish mm-hmm. because it's like it's almost like your body like your penis puts like a puts a restraint uh-huh. on you and it's like it's like we're too like you're at the top of that roller coaster like you've climbed yeah. the hill yeah and it's like the only place you can go is down yeah and so you're just like, oh, I like, you're like, uh, I really don't, I, you don't want to stop. And it's like, it's like, you're like, I do, but like, I just, yeah. I, I can't, I, I can't. It's like, it's very, it's very compulsory. It's like, oh, oh, <laughs> like we really, we, we should probably, we should step out. We should, we should excuse ourselves. We should just come on, come on. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, right. <laughs> it happens. In case you guys were wondering. Yeah. If I was listening, if I'm wrong, please like correct me, but yeah, that's usually how that goes down. That makes sense. You know, that it's like you get, I mean, you get to a certain level of arousal and then you kind of lose control and yeah. You're like, you're skydiving without a parachute. Oh God. Yeah. It's really scary, but also like invigorating at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) No, but um, guys, we've given you a lot today, but it's not over. Okay. Because me and Heather are about to have a quickie right now, okay? It's oh that time God. of the show where we do quickie questions. Okay, let's do it. Oh, you didn't know what I was talking about. You're like, I don't know what's about to happen. I mean, I figured it would be something. Okay. Yeah, along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my favorite part of this show. Well, actually, okay. everything's my favorite part of the show. Mm-hmm. But this is just a quick segment where I ask you anywhere from like five to six quick questions mm-hmm. that get a little more thought-provoking as we go. Okay. And they really get to help us know not who you are in a professional sense, but who you are is just a person mm-hmm. and what type of partner you are. Okay. Interesting. So the first one should be an easy one. Cause we've kind of already answered this. Okay, cool. But it can be, I'm learning. It can be complex actually. So are you okay. currently partnered or unpartnered? I just started seeing someone, but I'm still single. Okay. Yeah. How many, how many, how many occurrences has it been? Uh, three dates having the mm-hmm. fourth one tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. So there's still room for us to slide in those DMs. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Please don't. Please don't slide. <laughs> Fine. We will get the postal address. We will write a letter, a formal letter of courtship. Um, that's right, guys. We, we're not sliding in we're not we're not sliding in DMs anymore. We're courting yeah. we're courting our partners. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, if you're like really awesome, then maybe you could slide my DMs. <laughs> I was asking for myself, but whatever. Uh, no, <laughs> no um, so what's a really big red flag that usually stands out when mm-hmm. you are on the market or with somebody? Yeah, I would say pushiness when it comes to sex. Huge, huge turnoff. Um, there's some guys that it's kind of like they can't, and I'm not talking about like what you said, where like you're at the tip of the roller coaster and like there's already penetration happening. I'm saying mm-hmm. like, before you get to that point some people are just kind of pushy pushing pushing their own agenda and like I'm pretty clear saying I don't want to do this here's what I do want to do and they're kind of like let me just move your hand down to my penis oh come on let me just try again and I'm just like no 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 that's I'm one of those things that. I feel like we need to work on um 
Yep. <laughs> there even even to this day, I have to stop and correct my mental self from thinking like certain sexual acts or um, certain acts in general lead to obligatory sex. Right. That's one of those things are like paying on the date or like oh my like it's it's a whole thing. Maybe we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Cause I think that's an important topic. Like if somebody's mm-hmm. gonna, you know, like, like, first of all, I'd say ask for yeah. just doing that. But if you do it once and someone kind of indicates, no, don't try again that night, or at least say like, Hey, do you want me to try later? Or, right. you, you know, or just, is that just a no for the whole night? You know, communication, like, be clear everything. Communication. Yep. Uh, what's a green flag that you notice about partners who you tend to stay with longer? Yeah. Um, so kind of the opposite. So like the person that I went on a few dates with was kind of like, Hey, is this all feeling okay for you? And I'm like, Oh my God, that was so hot. <laughs> I, love a check. I, I will check in sometimes maybe too often. Um, yeah. But I just, but if I, someone cares about how I'm feeling, that's like this sense of empathy. And then I think what that really allows is for your partner to like be more free, be less censored to open up, you know, so yeah. it's like you're really creating that environment for that to happen. Love it. Um, what, if you could go back in time and tell your younger self something about sex, mm-hmm. what would that be? I would say, because I did wait longer than most to have sex, I would have told my younger self, like, it's not that scary. Like it's not, and not that there's no risks or no danger, but like, it's not as dangerous as I thought it was growing right. up. Like it's okay to just, and I would have also told myself I was pretty self-conscious, um, in probably like early college and stuff like that I think I would have just told myself like go ahead and flirt and have fun and it's okay if not everyone flirts back or not everyone's into you but like you don't have to kind of take yourself out of the game because you're so self-conscious like just go have fun yeah don't take it too seriously okay um what's one thing that you think you could work on as a partner I'm already perfect (laughs) I mean so I didn't know you were me so I don't I didn't know I was common Josh um but no so like I think I can be at this point in my life I can be pretty like career focused I can be kind of like focused on my own health and stuff and I can be a little bit like I don't want anything throwing that off you know so I think being a little bit more um flexible and just like noticing my own thoughts and considering the other person and not having too much of like you know like rigid schedules and agenda and stuff like that just rolling with it okay and lastly what type of sex are you hoping to have next relationship I want to have like ecstatic transcendent sex that feels like a spiritual like out-of-body experience yeah so okay all right I like I always feel like a good standard is either like a nice back arch or a toe curl that's my goal (laughs) I was like I was like, I want you to be able to pick something up off the floor because like. Yeah, no, I want to enter like the sixth dimension or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to work on it. And when I do, I'll let everyone know how to do it. Listen, well, everybody's different. So like, just because you reach it one way doesn't mean everybody can. That's true. But I'm going to share everything I figure out with people. Okay. Hey guys. So crazy thing happened. I lost the last couple seconds of Heather's interview, but all we pretty much said was goodbye and she left all the links for you to go follow her website her social media and any other way to get in contact with her so i'm going to leave all those links down below in the description also thanks for tuning in for today's episode don't forget to leave a like go ahead and follow 
give us five stars, leave a review if you are so inclined. And I will see all you beautiful people next week for another episode of the Not So Bad Bachelor Pad.